Yes, and welcome back to the Larry and David podcast. My name is David, and I'm always joined by Hollywood actor Larry DaCosta. Hello. Hello. There is. Let me get another hello, Larry. Hello, everybody. There it is. That's Larry's signature catchphrase is the, hey, everybody. Let's get one of those, hey, everybody. Hey, everybody. One more time. Hey, everybody. Now, for those of you who aren't familiar with Larry DaCosta's, Hollywood actor Larry DaCosta's work, he's been in The Fighter, Here Comes the Boom, the independent film Legless, which he was a star in. And there's been a couple other ones, The Fighter, if I didn't say that one. Um, then he did another, you did a series. What was the, what was the one you were in the series with? Uh, the series, uh, I was Brotherhood. You were in Brotherhood with some very famous actors. Episode, quick scene. Um, uh, yeah, I was in a, uh, let me see, I was in an online series, first episode, Boston Massacre. Yep. And this is uh, all stuff you've done here in New England. Yes. Yes. It was, uh, it's been, a, it's been a journey. It's been a very interesting. It has. I, I've actually seen Legless before. That was your, uh, that's your most prolific starring role i would say where you had the most lines is that correct uh yes yes it is you want to explain explain the people a little bit about the movie legless for those of them who maybe have not seen that great movie uh legless is the story of a um of this guy uh, named o'shea who uh whose wife leaves him and uh and so he's been sober for about 20 years and he decides to, um, you know, now that, you know, the wife leaves him and, and he's like, you know, oh, what the heck, you know? Oh, I um, know. So he's like, he just, if he just, uh, if he uh, falls off the wagon and he, and he decides to just party it up and he invites uh, a couple of his buddies over and they just, they just get, legless they go crazy they they drink uh you know they 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 party it up you know they have every 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 uh every beverage under the sun on on the table they're just consuming it and uh they get wide-eyed and legless and uh and uh and, and they then, get into uh, shenanigans I, right a couple of shenanigans yeah, yeah, and then I play the next door neighbor, who's kind of this uptight guy. Who, uh, so my the my wife, my wife in the movie, which you don't see, she she sends me over to their house while they're having a party because their cars are parked in my driveway, and so um, and so my character's name is Mickey Whipplestein. I like that name. That is a great name. So, you you fit the perfect name of Mickey Whipplestein. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, so I, so they, I, they, uh, my wife sends me over. I come to the door, and O'Shea opens the door, and it's me. And he's like, "Oh, what do you want?" He goes, "Hey, hey, can you move the cars? It's it's sitting in my driveway, you know." And uh, he goes, he goes, "No, you know," he says, "No, nope, no." Nope. And uh, but then he goes, O'Shea goes, well, "But you want to come in and have a, uh, you know, have some fun, basically." He and he go. So I, I kind of hesitantly go in, you know, very reluctantly, 
and I decide to have one drink with them, sit down with them, and the one drink turns into many drinks, and I end up passing out. Yeah, well, don't give away and, the whole. Don't give away the whole movie. Let them see if they want to watch. And this movie is on YouTube. That oh, is, okay. That is correct, right? Yeah, so yeah, if, yeah. People do want to see the movie Legless, starring Hollywood actor Larry DaCosta. I'm sure if you just type in Legless the movie or Legless movie in your YouTube search, your YouTube browser, you will come up with this great independent film. Well, just for quickly, give who uh, directed the film and produced it, and then we'll uh, we'll give them uh, their uh, just due. Uh, yeah, it was done by Rick Chandler uh, from Boston Film Family. Okay. They got a film company now, and uh, Rick directed it, wrote it, produced it. So Rick Chandler, he uh, he made talented the movie. guy, very talented guy. He made the movie Legless. So please, if you want to see Larry's work, go to YouTube and type in Legless the movie. Now, for those who don't know that. Larry is a great actor, a Hollywood actor. He's also, would you say you're a better musician than you are actor, or is it 50-50? Uh, well, I'd say if I had to pick one that I'm better than the other, I'd say I'm probably a better musician. Now, because I've heard you play the guitar, and it is something spectacular. You know uh, how to handle a guitar. You are a professional guitar player. I'm saying that here on the podcast, the Larry and David podcast. Oh, you're very kind. Thank you for... for... Thank you. I uh, appreciate that. I, 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 I've never seen myself as a as a professional or even top notch guitar player. I've always seen myself with limitations. Why? I, 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 you're an amazing guitar player. Oh, uh, thank you. I appreciate that, comp. Thank you, man. I appreciate that. I, I always, I've always, um, uh, with music and my with music, I always, I've told many people this that if I had stuck with it all my life playing all the time and I would actually I, I would be a much better guitar player than I am today well when did you start uh, playing the guitar I started when I was 16 yeah so that's still almost you said you started when you're 16 you're what 51 now yeah I'm 51 so, but I, I I put it I put it down for many years why? Uh, why'd you stop playing I just just got consumed with life and work and, and other things distractions and I I totally forgot about it, and I just put it down for many years, and so I, I never really stuck with it, and uh, and it's only been a few years ago that I actually picked it up again and got serious with it, um, and um, but all these years, the the wasted years that I put it down, that I, I I feel like it's been I could have been a much better player musician than I am today. I could have been a lot more accomplished and. But I, I do, you know, but it is fun. I enjoy playing. I enjoy, you know, creating. I enjoy songwriting. It's it's a, it's a, it's a, um, it's an outlet in my life. You know, it's it's an escape where you can go and, and, uh, you know, and uh, it's it's a lot of fun, you know. Yeah, because I've seen, I've seen you, one of your bands play, uh, the Roads Travelers. I saw them. Mm-hmm. We, you were you. I helped you record a little bit, and you got some great songs that you did with that band, Meatloaf Dinner. Oh I yeah, I love that yeah. song. A song called "The Wrecker." Yeah, yeah. Um, oh, what was that other one you had? Something man. What what the hell was it? Oh, uh, um, uh, what the um, Sucker Man. Sucker Man. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, those those were songs I wrote that I, you know, kind of uh. You know, some some life lessons I try to apply to the songs. Uh, except for Meatloaf Dinner. Meatloaf Dinner was more of a um, was more of a a, 
a spoof of blues music of of this great genre of blues music that that it's it's blues music is such a it's a beautiful form of music and I was just trying to uh, pay pay uh, you know pay homage to it yeah you know, and and so I I wrote Meatloaf Dinner in honor of of uh, just paying homage to blues to, to the uh, to the blues. To some, I think I actually have a little. Do you want me to play a little bit of uh, of meatloaf dinner? Sure, that would be great. Yeah, let's see what we got here. Let me load it up right now. A little. Uh... Now this was. Now this is not. This is um, before I play the song. This is not mastered. This was recorded on like a 1970s mixer that I had. So it's obviously not going to sound the best, but it just gives you a little taste of what meatloaf dinner actually is. So let's load it up and see what we can sound. Now that's your guitar playing. go a little bit of meatloaf dinner there from uh hollywood actor larry DaCosta. how was it larry did you enjoy it oh uh, I, I did you actually play it i did oh i forgot you can't even hear it yeah i did play it yeah oh okay yeah i forgot you're not hooked up to that oh uh, i'm sure it was great it was great because i did it i forgot you're not a, you're see that's why we got to get you in studio here oh uh, okay because if you don't know obviously larry's on uh on the phone because he's Hollywood, so you know he's in Hollywood, so it's tough to get him in the studio down here in yeah, Little Rhode Island. But yeah, that, I did play a little bit of the Meatloaf dinner. I played your intro and I played the first couple lines of uh, vocals that you are also the singer of this uh, this band, the Roads Travelers. Yeah. So I played Meatloaf. Now, is the, is Meatloaf dinner your favorite song that you've ever wrote uh... or written? However you say it, I'm not great at English. I would say the record is. Oh, the record. You know, you know, I have the record on here too, Larry. Oh, okay. Do you think that we should play a little bit of the record? Oh, or, sure. Or, or, or should we tease them? And just yeah, and, tease them. Tease. Okay. Well, you tell little people. Tell. Well, I can't even talk right now. Tell a little people about the record, and I'm gonna load it up, and then we'll play a little bit of the intro, and maybe a, a couple, uh, a couple of the. Uh, Larry's sultry voice to get the people excited about. <laughs> well, the the record, uh, I the song I, I wrote it, and it's actually about the, the the power of the words that we say and speak. Yes. And uh, and uh, it's it's so the uh, it's actually that like 
the words we carry sometimes have a lot of weight to them. You know, whether we're speaking positively or speaking negatively, whether we're we're building up somebody up, which has a lot, you know, giving somebody encouragement, or tearing somebody down, and and so the words we speak have a lot of weight to them, and and that's what the song is about. And so there's a line in the song: "I'm a runaway, I'm a run, I'm a wrong way train going, going down the wrong way track. I'm a wrecking ball with no pulling back. There's no limit to my destruction. So really, there's no limit to the to how much." How much destruction we can we can commit with just the words we speak to your destruction? Yeah. Yeah. Should we play it? You want to play it? Well, to to the, to the yeah yeah uh, sure. Sure, Larry. This is getting your music out there so people can see you're not just a great Hollywood actor. You're a great Hollywood musician. Ah. Uh, okay. So sit back. Obviously, you can't hear it, Larry. That's why we're gonna get you in studio. That's okay. But as long as they can hear it. Here's a little bit of the record. Now, remember, like I said before, unmastered, just uh, raw cut. So here we go. Yes, Larry, you are a runaway train headed for destruction. I played a little bit of the wrecker, and I love your voice in that, by the way. So much raw oh, emotion and, and, uh, and angst in the wrecker. Yeah, yeah. So let's, oh. yeah, so, so we played Meatloaf, we played the wrecker. Should we play something else? Do, do you think the, the fans of the Larry and David podcast want to hear a little bit of a snippet of another song? Oh. Yeah. What do you think? You think I don't know. You don't know? Why uh, don't you know? Maybe, maybe, yeah, sure. Sure. You think they would want to hear Sucker Man? Sure. Or, or should we play... Uh, Let's see what else I got here. I got a little bit of how about that song you wrote, "Digging in the Dirt." Remember that jam? Uh, how about yeah, that one? Uh, Sucker Man would be a good one. Sucker Man, yeah, I like I like the guitar playing that you did in 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 Sucker Man. You want? Yeah, that was. I like that song. It's it's a it's got a cool arrangement in it. Well, do you think we should play it? Sure. Okay. Well, here he is, Larry. Why don't you do the intro and then I'll, and then I'll play, Sucker Man. All right. Yeah. This is a uh, Sucker Man. It's a. Uh, it's basically a song, a song of hope. You know. It. You know. You know. It's a. It's about sometimes a song about you know this life can get you down, can get you down, and you feel like a sucker man in this world. You know, nothing goes right sometimes. You know, you're trying to do the right thing, but it's never good enough. Yeah. But, you know, coming out of it, you know, you know, you still got to love and you still got to forgive and move on and just try to keep your head above water and move on. Well, there it is from the man himself. And why don't we load it up right now 
Is it is it Sucker Man or is it Sucker Man? Sucker Man. Sucker Man. Okay. So here we go. Here is Hollywood actor Larry DaCosta and his song Sucker Man. a little bit of the sucker man now larry why is this world getting you so down i i i don't get it oh you know sometimes you know you're trying to you do you know you're trying to just live your life day to day and sometimes you just you have you but you feel like you're just swimming against the current and you're trying to get ahead and you just you just you, you just can't right you just can't and, you know you got bills to pay and you know, you know the boss is a jerk sometimes. Yeah. You know, you know, you just you trying to, you know, you just trying to to stay, you know, positive, trying to do the right thing. Yep. And uh, you know, but you just sometimes, man, I'm just, just, you just feel like. You feel like a sucker, man. Yeah, and yeah. so you know it's, but at the end of the day, you know. You know, it's like you still got to just love people and try to love people and be positive and 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 and, and, uh, and forgive. Yeah. So, and, uh, who are some of your influences in in music? Because I can hear a lot of like um, bluesy riffs in some of the songs, and then this one's got there's some jazz kind of undertones in some, and then there's. We got a few that we didn't play here, like digging in the dirt, rock, suck. I mean, um, digging in the dirt, rock and roll. Same thing with, um, oh God, what was the middle one we played? Sucker man's uh, rock and roll. That's you know, but you can hear. Meat so, loaf dinner. Yeah, meatloaf dinner is a little more bluesy. So, who are some of your um, idols that inspired well, you to create these uh, different types of songs? I'll, I'll tell you the reason why I started playing guitar was because of Jimi Hendrix. Okay. And uh, and. And so he was like my main influence. Um, and then I, I, I discovered the blues. You know, I discovered a lot of, you know, B.B. King, yeah. uh, uh, Buddy Guy, uh, the Chicago blues scene, you know, uh, you know, Holland Wolf. Uh, I could just name, I could just keep going on with the names that yeah. influenced me. Stevie Ray Vaughan. Yep. Uh, just. Buddy just, Waters. Uh, What's that? Muddy Waters. Muddy Waters. Oh, yeah. of course, Muddy Waters. Uh, can't forget him. Uh, just so many, so many artists, you know, in the blue scene that 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 just, and you know, and you know, between that and Hendrix, I, you know, I, I had, I, I had my, um, uh, I had my fix of 
you know, influences my, I, it was just, it was just, and I would, I would, I would basically, as a, you know, I would basically spend just days in my room putting on, putting on album after album, and I would plug in my guitar and turn on my amplifier, and I would play to all the records. What type of guitar did you have when you were younger? Oh, I had a couple. I had a, um, I had an old Gibson uh, uh, that I wish I still had, and I traded it in years ago. And um, and then I had a, I had a Telecaster copy, which is was a Kent guitar. It was it was the, uh, that was actually the first guitar that my mom bought for me when I first started playing. But I, I do remember, and I had a couple of Fender Strats, which I have today, but not the same guitars, but. Back then, I and uh, because that's what Jimi Hendrix played. He played a Fender Stratocaster, so I, of course. Well, yeah, uh, he's your idol in music, so you gotta you gotta pay homage to him yeah. with the Strat. Yeah, so so I, I do remember uh, I do remember um, just just sitting for five six hours a day sometimes and just putting on the turntable and 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 just playing along with the records and learning songs and learning licks and uh it was it was a good time you know we just learned learned a lot so since so um now you when you um got the Hendrix album did you already have the guitar or that was the first thing you listened to that album and you're like I want to play like Hendrix mom I, I want a guitar I think I think I had brought the the Hendrix album before beforehand i started listening to jimmy beforehand and then and then uh and then my mom bought me my first guitar and then and, uh, it's been news ever since it's been history yes you on that guitar was, yes yes and, and it was it was tremendous um it was a tremendous experience just listening to to uh to somebody like him for the first time in the blues you know, I, I grew up. I'm, I'm Portuguese, and I, I grew up. I grew up in a musical home. My sister sang. Um, I never did anything musical. I was never musical in my young young days, and uh, and so the only knowledge really I had of music was was Portuguese music growing up, and 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 it was nice. It was beautiful. It was a lot of it's very nice. Um, Do you still know it? Do you still know a lot of the Portuguese music? Not really, not really. I, I never really. I but I would listen to it because my sisters had a group. Like, and, if, uh, if if I wanted to, could you sing me like a Portuguese lullaby? Oh, or I don't no? think Do you, I could. You don't think you could? I, I don't think I could. Even if my life depended on it, I could. <laughs> I, I have, I have no clue how to sing. Uh, I'm uh, but my sisters, you know, they they could sing, and 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 so they had a little group with my uh, with my with my brother-in-law at the time. And, um, and so, you know, and so, and we would listen to Portuguese music in the house and, and, uh, you know, and, and so I never, I was in this little bubble. I had no clue that there was a whole world of music outside of the culture I grew up in. Yeah. So there was a whole world of rock and roll and blues and psychedelic music and, and once I, I got onto that type of music, my musical virgin ears were forever violated. Yep. Because once you hear once you hear Portuguese music, and all of a sudden you hear all along the watchtower, it's it's night and day. Oh yeah. Yep. Now, do you still have that same Jimi Hendrix record that you had when you were a kid? 
Which what's that? Do you still have that same Jimi Hendrix record that you had when you were a kid? No, I, I, you know what? I ended up trading in all my old vinyl albums. Uh, uh, I had like a, I had like every album Hendrix recorded. I had like, I had like a two hundred album blues collection of every various artists. Yeah. And I ended up trading it in years ago. I was I was kind of down a little down on money, and I, I traded it to an old record store. And I, I think I got maybe a hundred bucks for for like two hundred albums. Wow. And it was not. I I'm, I kicked myself today. Well, I mean, you can still it. go back out and get them. I'm sure the record stores well, still have, have some of them. I've actually I've actually been um, I've actually started doing it again. I started buying vinyl albums again. Did you buy uh, that? Did you, you buy that same one? Did you, did you buy that? What was what was the first one? The Jimi Hendrix Experience. What is it? It was, Art- Jimmy, it was, it was an album called Axis Boulder's Love. It was his second. So it was his second album that he did after he went to England. Is what was the first one? Are you experienced or is that? Are the, you experienced? Was the first album. Yeah. And then the third album he did was Electric Ladyland. So I, I Axis Boulder's Love was between was his second album, and that's the album I learned. The first song I ever learned how to pl- how to play guitar to was Little Wing. Nice. Um, which was on that album, and uh, and I remember being so excited after learning the song, and I was like, you know, and uh, you know, and I remember. I think I think I I ran into my mom's room. She had her be- my parents' bedroom was across from mine, and and I, and I was like so excited. Mom, I, I know how to play guitar. I think I was singing it in Portuguese, you know, and you know, and 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 I think she wanted to hear it, but you know, it's like. To her, it was all Chinese music because my mama here was this Portuguese woman who didn't even. <laughs> she didn't, did she her, not she understand? Was, what's that? She didn't understand anything that you were playing on that guitar. She thought it was just noise. Yeah, she, but she was trying to be nice about it. I, you know, she was, you know, being as a mom as being supportive. And, yeah. But it's it's you know she was totally. When you go from Portuguese music to to, to suddenly listening to Jimi Hendrix, it's it's a bit of a. You know, a bit of a 360. Well, that <laughs> of course there. it is. That's it's like I said. That's <laughs> night and day. Yeah. So, so uh, you know, and and so uh, she, so uh, she was very supportive, and uh, and uh, and it was good. It was, uh, and I, and I after I remember learning. Then I started learning more songs. I learned a lot of blues songs, and you know, I started getting a little repertoire of, of music and. Um, I didn't get into bands right away, you know. I was I wasn't like the quickest learner. I mean, I I learned stuff. I played a lot, but I I don't remember getting into my first band until maybe maybe three three years after I started playing the guitar. So I would just practice a lot. What was your first band? What was it called? Uh I don't think we even. I don't think it was even a band. I, it was just some neighborhood guys that invited me over one time to play. Yeah, like a little and jam session. We, had a, we think we played a few times, but it was my first band, uh, like playing in the, like in a band situation, like with other musicians. Yeah. And um, my first serious band, let me see. That had a name. I think back here. Yeah. Hopefully it was Larry and the Somethings. That's what that's what I'm looking for. <laughs> I was actually called the High Riders, and we were, we were actually out of town in Rhode Island. What was it called? The High Riders. The High Riders. We, we we played a couple of places. We played uh, we, we, we I remember playing up in Foster, Rhode Island. We had a gig there. We did a we did a couple of gigs in Providence. Uh, 
So this was like a touring band. This just what this just it wasn't like a play in the basement band. This was a get out well, and play live we, music we, we band. We were here and there. We were not. We were not like we didn't have like a huge following. But I do remember being. I was the youngest guy in the band. I was actually. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I was, I was like in my late teens, early twenties, and the other guys were like already in their forties. Oh wow, late thirties. So I was kind of like the baby in the band, you know. The other guys had a lot more experience than me, and uh, I remember, and uh, <coughs> excuse me. So I remember, I remember that experience. That was, which was cool. It was a learning experience for me, playing with musicians who are a lot more experienced than me. I learned a lot from them, playing with them, and. And then, uh, and then after that, I I played in a, I I kind of played in a couple other bands, uh, nothing really serious, nothing really stayed together, you know. Sometimes it's really hard to keep a, a group of musicians together for any long period of time. That it is, it's very hard. My experience, you know, personality conflict. And, yep. So I, and then I, you know, I um. You know, for a long time, I just then I just put it down. I got discouraged, you know, the bands that I played with really didn't go anywhere and uh so it ended up I ended up just putting it down for many years, you know, just held on a day job. Yep. And And look at you now. Now you're rocking and rolling. Yeah. With hit songs like well, Meatloaf Dinner and Sucker Man. Yeah, I, I, I a lot of times I you know, it's funny, I, I reflect on you know, I'm fifty one years old and if I you know, sometimes you know, sometimes you just, you know, you do the self-reflection of life, and, and you know, especially with like my music, and it's like, man, yeah. if I just stayed with it, and you could have been something special. Well, I could have, could have gone, maybe gone somewhere with it, and you know, yeah. and, and you know, and ended up never doing anything, and and so, uh, but you know, it's 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 all good, man. I I play at my church on Sunday mornings too. Nice. I play for 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 the Lord on Sunday mornings, and uh, you know we were on the on the music team there, and uh, which is good. Yeah, well, I, well, Larry, though, I I'm glad that you're still with it. You're still playing the guitar. You're having fun with it. And I want to I want to because we're gonna have to wrap this podcast up already. Yeah. Wasn't that quick? Isn't that crazy? Yeah, I know, man. That, uh, was, that was good, man. I know. So. Uh, I just want to say, as always, I want to say thank you to my good buddy and co-host, Hollywood actor Larry DaCosta. Larry, thank you again for doing this with me. Oh, thanks for having me. And I want to thank you, the listeners. That's right, the listeners, for listening to the Larry and David podcast. And we'll see you again very, very soon. Have a good night.